Last Christmas, Silent Night, Deadly Night, that's the one with Santa as the axe murderer. Well, it's coming back. Dick Shoemaker has that story in our news studio. Rob, when Silent Night, Deadly Night was first released, many parents were shocked that a movie about a maniacal Santa Claus would be shown at Christmas time. Well, now it's the month of May, and the film's producer is trying again. Twas the night before Christmas, when all through the house, not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. The stockings were hung by the chimney with care, in hopes that St. Nicholas soon would be there. So, let me repeat the names of the writer and director and producers of this film. Michael Hickey wrote the film, Charles E. Sellier Jr. directed it, and Ira Richard Barmack produced it. You people have nothing to be proud of, even if you made a few bucks off of all the negative publicity. Your profits truly are blood money. And Silent Night, Deadly Night now has the distinction of joining I Spit on Your Grave as one of the two most contemptible films I have seen. And I don't mean to think it's campy, it really is quite awful. Welcome to a very special episode of Horror Haven Podcast. I'm Dylan. And I'm Sierra. And tonight we're going to be talking about Silent Night, Deadly Night. And the reason I say it's a special episode is for a couple reasons. One, we haven't recorded in a while. And two, because it's Christmas. Almost. A very scary Christmas. I don't, I don't know if I'd say scary. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, it's been a little bit since we recorded. Um this is the first thing that we've done in about a year and a half which it doesn't feel like that long even looking back at some of our older episodes recently um there's ones that we did like four or five years ago that i feel like we did a year ago so um we're gonna try and keep up with this again knock on wood hopefully we're able to uh i feel like we're in a less busy place in life or at least you are we're able to <laughs> We're able to keep up a little bit more, hopefully. So, uh, with that being said, we hope you enjoy the episode. So, Silent Night, Deadly Night was released on November 9th, 1984. Uh, it was directed by Charles E. Sellier Jr. It was written by Michael Hickey. And uh, it was based on a short story by Paul Caney, I believe it's pronounced. Um, the story was written while he was a student in Harvard, and it was about a killer Santa Claus. They ended up adapting it into the movie. The original story was called He Sees You When You're Sleeping. It's always those fucking smart kids that are weird as fuck. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the movie was actually released the same weekend as the first Nightmare on Elm Street, and for a little short amount of time was outgrossing that movie. Um, the movie was pulled two weeks after premiering because it was being picketed and protested by parents who formed a group called the Citizens Against Movie Madness. 
AKA Christians really didn't like people picking on Santa Claus. <laughs> well, so what's funny is uh, looking into this movie, they, the producers of the movie were expecting pushback, but they were expecting it from the Catholic Church because of the way uh, the Catholic Church is represented in the movie. They weren't expecting any backlash from the Santa aspect of it. <laughs> and that's what they got. So yeah, the parents, they formed groups outside and protested this movie. And the funny thing about it is that there was a movie from 1980 called Christmas Evil. And that had a killer Santa Claus in it. There's also um, a Tales from the Crypt story that had a killer Santa Claus in it. And they had no backlash. But this movie had backlash. Yeah, but wasn't it something about how it was, like, um, shown during, like, normal... Like, the preview for yeah. it was shown during normal TV time, so kids were seeing it was... Yeah. I'm not defending it. I think it's dumb. I but, think, like, yeah. I think that was the big issue with it, is that kids were seeing the trailer. Yeah, so uh, the, the ads for the movie were airing during primetime TV, and they were even airing during kids' shows. Like, uh, one of the examples I found was The Little House on the Prairie. I see no issue with that. Um, so I, I think that that's what really fueled it was just that it was being, like, the preview was being aired during normal TV. And kids see that, and they were becoming afraid of Santa Claus, supposedly. I Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's kind of what happened in the movie. Yeah. But uh, I think, I think honestly, when you make a horror movie, it just gets it more credit when it gets banned well, so like yeah. like it makes it cooler so like in that aspect they ended up getting a ton of publicity for this movie and re-releasing it into theaters yeah so it re-released again in may um of the following year and pretty much all of the ad campaigns after that weren't focusing on the movie itself but just on the fact that it was such a controversial it's movie a and it was movie. a banned movie yeah um lillian chauvin who played mother superior uh, she had said that she believes that the ad campaign should have focused more on Billy's psychotic break more than the Santa Claus aspect of it because there probably would have been less controversy, which I agree with. But there's a reason for the Santa Claus that we'll get into when we start talking more about what happened in this film. Yeah. Um, so just a few more fun things that i found uh the movie was known as sleigh ride during production like sleigh ride that's not a bad idea like no. I, I would i mean i would anticipate it being cheesy <laughs> yeah. but i would go see it um michael spence who was the editor of the movie he actually directed a lot of the kill scenes because uh charles sellier jr the director wasn't comfortable doing the gory stuff it's funny because he didn't find this movie to be that gory, no. so he, he must be very late on the gore. Yeah, um, so after this movie came out, Charles Sellier had a lot of issues finding work as a director. He ended up just moving on to producing because of how much controversy the movie had. Uh, it was torn apart by all of the major film critics. Um, as horror does. like. Yeah, but I'd say this is one of the ones that was more so than others i mean a lot of horror movies do get torn apart by critics but this one was really torn apart by i think critics. the lesson is learned don't fuck with santa yeah um michael hickey who was the writer actually thought that the controversy was hilarious and he found 
he took any opportunity that he had to do interviews and stuff just because of how funny he thought it was. Yeah, so he was a troll. Yeah. <laughs> if Dylan made a horror movie in the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then an another thing that I thought was interesting, there was a few people that were uh, considered to direct the movie, and one of them was Sam Raimi. So That would have fit, too. That would have worked. That I would have loved sam raimi directing this movie yeah it would have worked just not fine. that i didn't like it with the director it but had, we're gonna but... get into that more later yeah the <laughs> movie was um cut really heavily also because they were afraid of it getting an x rating um is there so an it... uncut version that is the, so the available? version that we watched was the uncut version okay. and, and i don't know if you noticed it when we were watching it but a lot of the times when a kill scene would happen the quality of the movie would just drop a ton and that was the stuff that was cut originally. Okay. Um, so if you're watching like a Blu-ray copy of it, we rented it. I found out later on that the whole Blu-ray copy is on YouTube. So if you want to watch it for free for the holidays, head over to is YouTube it, and check it, it out. Is it supposed to be on YouTube though? I don't know. <laughs> Go support the dudes that made this movie because it just got fucked over in the 80s. But um, you, you will notice that whenever... And it, it kind of took you out of it a little bit just because like... I don't know. I guess some people might get excited for it, but when you see that quality drop, you knew like something no, was about I, to happen. I, see, I didn't. I didn't, didn't notice, notice it at it. all. Okay. So I think that that's just you being extra. No, I, I, that's, I found it online too. Like it talked about it online. Yeah, but I, I feel like most people don't pay. Like you're just extra. Okay, <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> uh, so the movie follows a kid named Billy who. He's on his way with his parents and his baby brother to visit his grandpa on Christmas Eve. And he says that he's afraid of Santa Claus because his grandpa decides to, like, be a troll and tell him that Santa punishes people. Well, the, the thing that's really funny about it is, like, grandpa's in a mental asylum and, like, he supposedly hasn't talked in, like, years. And he, like, waits for the parents to creep out yeah. of the room and then he's like, hey, Billy. Yeah, he trolls the shit out of him. You know who's coming tonight, right? <laughs> And he just paints Santa as the worst human being out there. Yeah. So coincidentally, while th after this happens, a uh, guy dressed as Santa robs a convenience store. Um, he pretends to be broken down on the side of the road and ends up killing Billy's parents in front of him. Did he pretend to be broken down or was he legitimately broken down and kill them to take their car? That that's what that was my understanding of it because that made more sense than just being like, I'm just on a killing spree for no reason. Haha. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that could have been it. But then they again, didn't really go into it. Yeah. Um, so the movie then goes to Billy a few years later, and he's in an orphanage run by the Catholic Church. And he's just having a tough time. Um, they kind of establish that every year around Christmas, he gets the same way because of what had happened. He's having bad dreams, and um, he's getting beat by mother superior who they sucks. also gave that poor kid a fucking mullet <laughs> it was the 80s i mean it's making a comeback now yeah, but <laughs> yeah no he was like it was like he was trying really hard to do good like he he wasn't a bad kid like he didn't seem like a bad kid in any way at all to me but it was like everything he did kind of got manipulated into coming across as being bad mm -hmm. and uh mother superior was really hard on him and like there was like the one sister who was like oh like we need to support him he's gone through a lot like let's be thoughtful on this and mother superior's like no beat his ass 
Well, it's funny, too, because you, you didn't know much about the movie going into it. And no. you had said straight out, like, if he becomes a killer, it's this bitch's fault. Yeah, 100% because it was like, like, she, like, forced him to sit on Santa's lap when he was clearly uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Like, there was, like, a lot of things where she could have stepped back and been more supportive. This is coming from my child development aspect. <laughs> yeah. Like, she could have been more supportive and he probably would have had fine outcomes, but because he didn't have anything that was like consistent and loving and kind he he, he had n- not a chance in the world yeah and it is kind of i mean this is like a cheesy slasher movie from the 80s but watching this part of the movie it gets kind of dark and deep like yeah it's really sad it's, yeah. you're just watching a little boy be treated cruelly and like one person speaking out for him but her voice doesn't matter yeah and it's kind of interesting to to see the kind of creation of the killer mm-hmm. uh like the, the whole first it's half like of everything the movie lines up to, to to make him who he's gonna end up being like everything that happened from the beginning of the movie to like that turning point was just leading him to a breaking point where he's just done like he watched his parents be brutally murdered he was tormented that same day by his grandfather telling him santa was evil then he ends up in an orphanage where the sister forces him to participate in in the Santa lap whole thing. And he was terrified, absolutely terrified. Uh, and then he gets forced, like when he becomes an adult and he gets his first job, he becomes Santa at the, at the department store. Yeah. Like he, he had no chance of escaping this, this awful past. And, and they knew about it. It's to a point too where um, Billy, because he was 18 years old in, mm-hmm. in the second half of the movie i guess um when the whole killing spree happens and it's to a point where you've come to really just sympathize with this character yeah to the point where you and i both like watching this we're like don't do it don't do it don't do it and like the initial kill too was like in a protected like like the initial kill he was so set over the edge already like he was at his mental breaking point but the initial kill came from like a place of protection because the first kill was the guy that was trying to like rape that girl Mm -hmm. and he was like no and he killed him and the girl freaked out so then he killed her too and it was like ah no you uh, you messed up you could have been a hero but you just went the opposite way I, I wish I, I we got a good kick out of it by watching it, but uh, throughout the whole movie, he's just once he gets in this killing spree mode, he just is running around going punish, <laughs> punish, <laughs> naughty, and I'm like, dude, come on. <laughs> it was so, like, and it, it's funny because um, if you guys have ever listened, I'm not big on like the '80s in general. I don't love the '80s slashers. I think that a lot of them just don't. for me they're not successful but like this movie i was like actually like i liked it i was really surprised because i was like going into it being like this is an 80s christmas slasher which is even worse than a normal 80s slasher i was like this is gonna be just a cheese fest which it is but it had so much um like there was so much to it that was actually really great um like going into the uh like development aspect of it and like what pushed him over the edge and all that i think that was fantastic it's just like the punish thing really <laughs> punish. The, and then the, the like quirky store owner that's yeah. like drunk the whole time he also kind of 
there, there's just things that like you're like oh, I wish that wasn't in there because it would have been so much more successful and so much more scary mm. uh, and less funny it was very much it became a product of the 80s by the end oh, of yeah. it yeah well I think I think as soon as you're like I'm gonna do the Christmas horror movie it's gonna be silly yeah you know what I mean and I think that if you took this movie took out the Christmas aspect left everything else in there that's not about Santa like leading up to him cracking it would have been you'd a fantastic... have Halloween 2007 no, his mom was not a stripper. <laughs> you did see her boobs, though. Yeah. Lots of boobs in this movie. I That's one thing that I'll, I'll complain about. Not the boobs, but the uh, <laughs> just the fact that, like, I feel like every five minutes of the movie, it just showed the flashback of his parents getting killed to the point where, like, by the tenth time, I was like, I know, I know how his did parents you, died. <laughs> did you notice, though, that they, like, really focused on his mom's boobs? Oh, yeah, it was like, the 80s. Like, it was like, it was like, oh, dad fell out of the car, that's fine. And then mom fell out, and then, like, her shirt opened, and there's just, like, boobs yeah. out. For, like, it was, like, such, like, a, yeah, it was a very 80s moment. <laughs> like, I, that, you're absolutely right. Um... Yeah, so, like Sierra said, Billy, which I, I thought that was funny too. You have a Christmas horror movie where the main character is Billy. <laughs> um, yeah, right? Because that's the same name from, um... Fuck. Black Christmas. Black Christmas, yeah. thank you. The um, other Christmas horror movie. I'm not big on the Christmas horror movies, guys. I, I'm gonna I, put that out there. This I like better than Black Christmas. I, they're, they're quirky. They're fun. I... Like you said, once you have a Christmas horror movie, you can't go in expecting, like, fucking A24 serious indie horror uh, I don't. Movies. I don't want that anyway. Yeah. I don't necessarily... I think that they, they tend to go a little too far with yeah. their... Like, they're... they're I they've got their panties in a bunch. I just mean you're not getting depth. The, <laughs> yeah. Surprisingly, this is this the most depth you're getting. Depth, yeah, though, and that's the thing is that, like, those silly moments really take away from... The, like, uh, let's remake it. Let's remake it because it got remade, but not no. Didn't it just get sequels? No, and they were well, really bad. so it had the four garbage sequels. Man, the sequel, the garbage, garbage day. day. <laughs> um, Don't watch the second one, guys. It's not worth. So uh, no, it got remade in 2012. I don't know too much about the remake. Maybe though. we should watch the remake and see what they did with it. Yeah, I don't know too much about the remake, but it did get remade in 2012. Um, but Billy goes to work at a. Uh, toy yeah, store. We yeah. Oops. <laughs> um, and the guy who was supposed to play Santa calls out, so his boss puts him in a Santa costume, and that kind of sets him off a little bit. The yeah. boss and like the, the the nun that like was like trying like the only protective person Billy had calls the store and is like, "How is how's Billy doing?" And they're like, "Oh, he's he's great. He's doing wonderful. Um, he's Santa." And her <laughs> eyes just got really big, and she's like, "Oh no." <laughs> I know how this is going to end. <laughs> and she just is, like, terrified. <laughs> oh, that was my what? favorite part of the movie was when she realized she's like, oh, he's going to kill someone tonight. Yeah, so, um, like, seriously, the whole thing gets set off because the girl that he likes from the, the toy store um, starts getting sexually assaulted by the douchebag that works there. Um, and that kind of sets him off to where he kills that guy, he kills that girl. Um, he ends up killing the shop owner with a hammer in the head. Mm -hmm. 
And then and the then he, old woman who also, the, not old woman, but the older woman, like the adult woman. She she annoyed the shit out of I me. Think that, I don't think that she was the shop owner's wife, although she kind of took that role. I feel like she had the hots for the shop owner. Yeah, she annoyed right? she annoyed the shit out of me. But uh, she got killed with a bow and arrow. That was true. badass. <laughs> she turned around and you see Billy is Santa with the bow and arrow. But the reality of it is, is what Toy Story has a bow and arrow. You're going to just look at me and be like, it's the 80s. <laughs> it's the answer for everything this it's episode. The 80s. It's the they 80s. They were unhinged in the 80s. Yeah. There were no know. rules. Um, But yeah, so then you just get this crime spree. You get um, Linnea Quigley impaled by deer antlers oh yeah i totally forgot that she was in this movie yeah. like I, I saw it i got excited and then i totally forgot and was I never checked back in with that yeah sweet lady which uh she nice actually lady. was asked about this movie and i guess she was filming another movie when all the controversy for this one was going on and she said she remembered getting a call and she was shocked by the fact like she she's like to me it's just another 80s horror movie like i didn't see what the big deal was people just really love santa like you you got to be nice to the man in the red well i think that's what's interesting too i i think it's very much what you had said where they were mad at the time slots for the ads and that was mm -hmm. the biggest thing but santa himself is not like a religious figure in any way no but... where this was very much made to be like a religious protest and everything mm -hmm. where like santa santa isn't in the bible he ain't anything you need to protect as far as no that no, goes no. yeah so you, you get billy going around killing people uh he takes off the head of the bully who steals a sled from somebody <laughs> okay, okay, okay okay so we're watching that scene and it's like these there's like these two guys like that seem to they they looked like they were in their what like thirties mid, yeah. mid 20s 30s like sleigh riding but like i'm fairly certain that they were meant to be like 13 or 14 year olds right like the context yeah. of it they're like wee like going down the hill having a great time just sleigh riding which like yeah you can do that as an adult but like the way that <laughs> the way that the script was written i guess or how they were acting it seemed like they were supposed to be 14 year olds and not in the way that like I 2000s think they, like you know how like the 2000s tv shows would have like 30 year olds play high schoolers it wasn't like that like it was like really awkward it was very strange yeah and uh i i think they were supposed to be like teenagers but that might have just been something with like casting so from my understanding is they filmed this movie in utah and they used local people and local actors yeah. for the cast um the guy who played Billy actually, like, wasn't even an actor. His girlfriend, like, convinced him to go try out for the part. I actually liked Billy. Yeah. Yeah, he did good. Um, he, he really sold the punish. <laughs> yeah, he wanted everyone to be punished. He um, really wanted to punish everyone. Yeah, so then... Except he... children. Children are safe with Billy. Yes. As a lot of 80s slashers. Yep. They don't push those boundaries. You know, you can fuck with Santa Claus, but no <laughs> no children killing in these movies. I mean, it's ironic that you say that, though, because this you... came out at the same time as Nightmare on Elm Street <laughs> with Freddy, who's the child murderer. Well, but, he, I mean, he didn't kill kids yeah, that's in a, the... Isn't that weird? That's a whole other conversation yeah. for another day. Um, This movie, it, it, it goes on to the next day, which is Christmas morning, and... It becomes a movie of police chasing down 
Dilly. Where, yeah, it's <laughs> um, kind of quirky. Yeah, and they have a scene, and I was actually, like, I kind of knew what was going on as it happened, but my brain didn't process it. But the police officer arrives at the orphanage because they'd come to the conclusion that that's where Billy was heading. Mm-hmm. And um, he yeah, sees he's a guy. punish Mother Superior next. Yeah, he sees a guy walking in in a Santa suit, and he's yelling at him to stop, and the guy keeps going, so he shoots the guy. And I just remember sitting there for a second, and I go, oh, Sierra, what if it's not Billy? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and, uh, it turns out it was the father, and he's deaf. Yeah, and I'm like, what a fucking coincidence. <laughs> the father of the church is deaf, and that's why he didn't answer, and he was dressed to say that, but... Um, so he got killed by the cop. Yeah, and uh, they continue looking for Billy, who does end up showing up at the orphanage. And, and the kid uh, just lets him in, man. Yeah. The kid is just Santa? like, oh, hey, it's Santa. It's, I know him. He's cool. Mm-hmm. And he lets him in. Um, and that's... Yeah, so uh, he gets in and he goes to kill a mother superior. And he gets shot down by the police captain, chief, whatever, who shows up just at the right time. And uh, it pans over to Ricky who's Billy's brother. Which we didn't know until the end. And uh, he says, naughty, I think is what he said. And the reason they did that was to set it up for a sequel, which they did end up making in which Ricky is the killer. Um, I don't think anyone needs to watch it, though. Yeah, I haven't... Unless you like comedies. Well, I haven't watched uh, the second one, but from what I could tell, it's like 80% of the movie is just scenes from the first movie and they kind of just use that to keep the hype of the first movie going (laughs) so I think it's like Ricky talking to a psychiatrist about what led him to become a killer Mm -hmm. and he's just like retelling the story of the first movie well now this is an interesting conversation to get into is that isn't it interesting that Ricky and Billy both become serial killers when Billy had the trauma of remembering everything that had happened, but Ricky mm-hmm. didn't. Mm-hmm. But is it strictly based on the trauma of seeing his brother? Did he even know that Billy was his brother? Yeah, because they were together in the orphanage earlier in the movie. I don't remember them ever. Like she says something about Ricky or to Ricky when they're at, like when about Billy's, them being brothers. When Billy's in mullet mode. Mullet man. Yeah. Well, well, we knew Ricky was his brother because I think the parents called the baby Ricky. When see, I could have sworn when, like, when they were like in the car with the whole family still alive, I thought that the baby was a girl. Yeah. Personally, it looked a girl named Ricky. Ricky Ricky Lake. Lake. (laughs) (laughs) There's no nothing wrong with the name Ricky for a girl. No. Um. Yeah, so it did set up, like we said, it has four sequels that were not very well received. Yeah. Um, I think four and five have nothing to do with the first three, but two and three have to do with Ricky. And then three, he's played by Bill Mosley. Yes, and I love Bill Mosley, but... <laughs> you don't know if you need more of this franchise? No, I don't think I need more of this franchise. I think that this movie was good for me, and um, based on what we've viewed for the other ones, I really just don't think I'm going to enjoy it. I, I don't know. I love the, the clip from the second <laughs> the, one. It's garbage, garbage day! day. The, uh, the guy coming out of the house like, what's all this noise out here? And, and there's like nothing, nothing happening. Nothing yeah. happening outside. No, I think it was funny because we were watching like the clips of the new one and Dylan 
goes to me, he goes, well, he's like, there's going to be a meme one day and it's going to be... Oh, no, there is a meme. I've there, seen it. Oh, yeah. he's like, there's a meme and it's like, um, would it kill you to take out the garbage? And it's like, well, actually, <laughs> it might. <laughs> but no, I, I think uh, overall, I really like this movie. And I, there was... I, I think it was the part where the kids get the kid gets his head cut off when he's riding the sled. Mm -hmm. um, and I looked at Sierra and I was like, Sierra, I'm going to be straight up with you right now. I'm actually enjoying this yeah. movie. And it's it's fun to do. It's fun because, much like Sierra, the cheesy 80s slashers aren't always my go-to. Mm -hmm. So it's always nice to find a cheesy 80s slasher that you like because, you know, it, enjoying something that you don't normally like i don't know there's something special I, about I it i think what what got this movie for me like because i did enjoy it as well which i was very surprised about because like i see christmas i see slasher i see 80s i'm like no fuck that but um i did actually really like this movie and i think it's because it did actually consider like and this is so stupid this is just this is just my personal interest is like how the trauma affected the child to grow up to be who well, he became. and i think that that is just like 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 that's legitimate and that's very interesting. Yeah, I mean, I agree. It's interesting to see a motive, and it's interesting to see kind of the evolution of how it got to be because there's so many slashers where either it's just a masked killer and you find out their motive in the last five minutes of the movie. And no, it's you just like, knew from the get-go why he was doing yeah, what he was doing. You, you get that a lot, or you also just get these, like, senseless slashers where it's just mm -hmm. a guy going around killing people and he's just crazy that's that's all you get and there's nothing wrong with those but it was nice to it have made some... this movie unique yeah yeah yeah. The, like like there was nothing there was nothing that could fix billy at this point like he was going to he was going to break he was going to do what he was going to do there was nothing that was going to save him from this at this point and i think it was very cool to have a a character that you could sympathize with and be like damn like what you're doing is wrong but i see where you got here like i think that that's something that you don't get a lot in horror movies and you don't get it to the point where you're like i kind of feel bad for this guy yeah. like make a better choice please <laughs> and it's interesting too to have a slasher where you're sympathizing with the killer I mean, a lot of these 80s slashers... That he was you... likable. He yeah. was very likable. Well, a lot of these 80s slashers and just slashers in general, like, you are watching for the kills. Like, you're mm -hmm. like, I want to see the crazy ways they kill. And there no, are some like crazy we, kills in this. When but... we were watching it, we are like, please don't do yeah, it, buddy. Exactly. You can do better. Yeah. You're so capable. <laughs> it's the exact opposite effect. And just to loop it back to where we started with the conversation is... I think it's a shame that the movie was tainted so much with the controversy because there's so much depth to the movie in comparison to the other shitty, cheesy 80s slashers. I think it was good that you said in comparison because yeah. just, just to, to remind y'all, it is still cheesy. It yeah, is still oh no, funny. I'm not. It is still silly. It's not like a serious. It's movie. It's not like an art house film by any means. It's a it very just, cheesy. 80s it just slasher. takes a little bit of consideration but more I, so than. I just others. mean in comparison yeah. to other movies that were coming out around the time. That there's just a lot ridiculous. There's a lot more movies that deserved the hate more than this movie did. Oh yeah. Or deserve the really. I don't. I don't want to say deserve the outcry because I don't really think there's many movies that I would say deserve to just be outright yeah no I, th I think that censored I, I think it comes down to the idea like it's the same thing with books 
like it is art mm -hmm. it's somebody's work it's art whether you agree with it like it dislike it doesn't matter um it's not up to us to decide what other people have access to yeah i agree thanks <laughs> do you have anything else you want to talk about with the movie um I don't know. I feel like the conversation just kind of ended. It was weird. <laughs> it's weird. We usually talk a bit. No, overall, I really, I, I surprisingly enjoyed it. And I would really love, I think I would love to check out the remake. But I have a feeling if it came out in 2012, I probably won't like it. Well, the thing with the remake, too, um, is, from again, from what I've, I don't remember this movie coming out. And which is weird because in 2012, I feel like we were pretty big into horror um yeah we were probably living in mountaindale at that point yeah um and that's all we did when we lived there because we didn't have kids yeah but maybe just like the idea of a christmas slasher i was like oh, i don't want to care about this but um from what i saw online from it there was a lot of hype about this movie which is kind of what fueled the original coming back and then re-releasing it and everything because it didn't get that appreciation and love back in the 80s. And it's very much become a cult classic movie. Okay. Well, see, so I didn't know. I thought, like, up until this point, I was like, Black Christmas is the horror Christmas movie. Like, there's mm -hmm. a couple other, like, really bad ones, but, like, that was the one, and I didn't like that one. So when my, when Dylan was like, we're going to watch Silent Night, Deadly Night, I was like, motherfucker. <laughs> well, it was between you that. You tested me, motherfucker. It was between this and Black Christmas from 2006, and I posted a poll on Instagram. And I'm going to be honest, I was leaning towards Black Christmas 2006 just because I know that movie. I enjoy that movie, and I didn't really know too much about this. And just from, like, the ads and, like, just the premise of the I movie. I think we were both leaning towards. Yeah, just from the ads for this yeah. movie and the, the premise of the movie, like, reading it online, I'm like, okay, this sounds like it's going to be horrible, but more people voted for this so i was like all right you know we'll check it out i'm probably and i think that helps a lot too is that i went in fully expecting to not like this movie <laughs> yeah i think in addition to i think it, it it puts me in a place where i'm gonna be much more likely to listen to the suggestions of the people that follow us on instagram yep. right that's where we posted it instagram instagram yep. thank you guys for the suggestion because i i thought this one was really good shameless instagram plug if you're not following us follow us maybe you can pick what movies we cover <laughs> yeah we're all about that fan participation <laughs> or follower participation so uh you want to rate the movie yeah let's rate it you want to go first or do you want me to um yeah i mean i enjoyed Spend it a minute we're rusty i enjoyed it i this is a movie that i could see myself going back and watching every maybe, christmas maybe every christmas yeah <laughs> and uh it, it's rare and that's i think that's what's cool about the whole christmas and just holiday horror movies in general is it gives you an excuse to go back and watch the movies mm -hmm. that you like yeah and that you enjoy that center on that. i mean there's tons of people that watch halloween every year mm -hmm. anytime there's a friday the 13th and you have a oh friday the 13th gosh. marathon i i can't do i outdid friday the 13th we've watched it so many times for this podcast man <laughs> so many times um, we've covered one of those movies i i enjoyed it a lot um i am on the same page as you i i enjoyed black christmas the original but i think i enjoyed this a little bit more and i think it's just 
I don't know. I feel like they can't be compared because Black they Christmas. Are very different. Black Christmas is very much like an atmospheric creepy movie, and I feel like Black Christmas tried a little bit more to be like genuinely a scary horror movie, where this was more of a character study that led to a cheesy 80s slasher. So I can't really compare them too much, but if I were to be given the option, I think I would rather watch this than Black Christmas. So I'm gonna give this a seven. Um, I really enjoyed it and I was really surprised and um, which I've said a hundred times while recording this episode I was really I was really really surprised that I enjoyed it as much as I did especially with it being like kind of quirky and silly um, I think that the character of Billy was really well developed which I think made this movie so special when it came to like it being an 80s slasher because I feel like character development in a slasher in general I don't think is really all that important typically um, it just made this one stand out for me and be more unique. Um, it is still silly. It is still really cheesy. So, and I know like horror fans love that shit. We eat it up, right? So, um, it's still there, but there's a definitely a little bit more depth in the storyline. Not necessarily in the atmosphere like Black Christmas. It's, it's, it is still lighthearted and funny. Um, the kills are really silly. Um, so I think there's like something for everybody to enjoy in this movie. Um, and yeah, I could see it being something that people would want to watch every year at Christmas. I would definitely rewatch this one. I don't know if every year. So Dylan might be watching it alone. <laughs> but uh, I really did. I, I, I was very surprised by this one. So thanks for the suggestions again. I, it, it was a really good find. Um, I'm going to rate it a 7.2. Okay. I just I just want to rate it higher than Dylan because he sucks. No, I'm <laughs> kidding. <laughs> All right, so that gives it an average of a 7.1. Um, the show being just me and Sierra, the averages are going to be a little bit less of a blend. But... Yeah, I feel like they're either going to be very similar, <laughs> like because we either love the same movies or we hate the same, like same, like yeah. So yeah. it's going to be wonky. Yeah, but uh, the IMDb rating on this i believe is a 5.8 so we're it's wrong way above on that one it's very wrong and the sequels are all in like the threes <laughs> yeah i i don't think I, I i don't think i have any interest in watching the sequels and i think it's like the way that maybe i'm wrong maybe i'm jumping to conclusions but the way that the characters there's not going to be any type of real development like there was in this yeah that made it unique and special like i feel like the sequels are going to be typical low-budget 80 movie slasher sequels which are even worse than just the low-budget 80 movies slasher originals i think those are ones you have to go you have to go in thinking this is going to be an absolute cheese fest yeah i'm not interested in no cheese fest here <laughs> all right so um that's going to do it for this episode a little bit of a short return for us but uh i think that we said everything that i, I said everything i need to say about the movie you feel good? No. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, so thank you guys for listening. It uh, really means a lot. If you are tuning in for the first time, we hope you can go back and enjoy some older episodes that we did. Uh, if you've followed us before and you're returning, thank you guys. Um, sorry we've been so inconsistent. So we're really hoping to continue to post Be more frequently now. <laughs> now. Um, I, there's a lot of things that we have planned that we want to do for this show. Um so we hope you stay tuned and 
Make sure you follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Horror Haven Podcasts. Um, there's a TikTok at Horror underscore Haven. I don't really post on it too much, but maybe I'll start to now that we're posting more episodes. Um, feel free to reach out to us with some movie suggestions. And have a good night. Merry Christmas. <laughs>